We made it through another year in the transportation world, and that's nothing to shrug at. To say the least, the last 12 months have been trying for many supply chains. A year filled with learning opportunities, carefree moments, days that lasted forever and weeks that flew by, has now come to a close. Although it's had its challenges, honestly, we're probably better off for them. But there's no time to linger on the trials and triumphs of the past. Instead, let's look onward, set our sights on the road ahead. The transportation industry is still chugging along, and even though the slate has been wiped clean, its intricacies still remain. Here at Anderson Trucking Service, we've experienced Januaries in the trucking industry since 1955. And although each of them is unique, we've also noticed some patterns that ring true year after year. Patterns that you will want to be aware of. In this episode of Beyond the Road, we'll give you a breakdown on what you should expect January to mean for your supply chain. And we'll give you some tips for navigating January's days going forward. Stick around. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Road, the transportation industry podcast where we talk all things transportation and logistics. Today is December 15th, 2022, and we are coming to you from a pretty snowy tundra up here in in uh, the upper United States, the northern United States. St. Cloud, Minnesota is in the midst of a snowstorm, um, going on maybe day two, day three here now, kind of fun. Uh, for the kids to have off of school. But joining me today is Josh Rivers. Josh is a sales team manager with ATS Logistics. Uh, we did not get school off today, did we, Josh? No. And I miss those. I miss <laughs> those days when you're watching like the ticker at the bottom of the yep. news channel. <laughs> like it's the NFL as... draft waiting to see your school. <laughs> Sock Rapids Rice. Yes. <laughs> Just run back to the room, go back to bed. Yeah. I miss those days. Yep, but we are working. Trucks don't stop moving well, unless it's a safety concern. <laughs> well, so I'm glad you bring that up. And that's yes. it's going to play into the month of January. So th- this is something that I wanted to put in front of people because we're dealing with it live today, so it's fresh on my mind. Um, going into January, December. So December, January, February is really when it's going to be the, the, the biggest problem is winter weather. And that's that's going to be the biggest thing that impacts people through those three months is is winter weather. That's when it's impacting most of the country, or that's when it's impacting winter month states the most is during that three month time span. Uh, we're fortunate or unfortunate enough where winter for us lasts pretty much into April. Yeah. But for the for the general portion of the country, we'll 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 cover those three months. Um, so going into January, which is what this podcast is about. The, the winter weather is going to be your, your biggest hindrance, the biggest thing that's going to hold you back. And I challenge customers to, along with their carriers and their providers, your, your provider should be putting this in front of you and not vice versa, but it doesn't always work that way. So do yourself a favor and just take a glance at the news or the weather channel 10 minutes a day yeah. and just see what's happening across the country. And understand that snowstorms and cold snaps – uh, particularly cold snaps that happen happen after somewhat warmer weather, like if weather gets into the mid-30s and things start to melt, 
and then it snaps and it drops into single digits, it is going to create wicked black ice conditions. And that's something that you're going to see more towards um, the end of December, January, February timeframes mm -hmm. is when you get those really viciously cold, um, cold snaps after some maybe a lighter weather day, you're going to get those black ice conditions. And another thing to pay attention to in January, particularly in the, the more northern states, the Dakotas, Montana, Wyoming, uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, even even down into Iowa, Nebraska, is um, when you get the, the really harsh cold snaps where your highs are like one yeah. or five right. <laughs> and your lows are in the negative teens to 20s, trucks don't want to start. And that can become an issue. Now, you know, experienced drivers know how to handle this. Um, but sometimes it doesn't really matter what you do. Sometimes if it gets cold enough, that truck is just, it's done. It is dead in the water until it warms up a little bit, uh, or they can get somebody there to get it cranked over and move it. So the big thing with winter, if cold weather, even from a, you know, from a basic science standpoint, when things get cold, things move slow. Molecules slow down when they get cold and it pretty much <laughs> works its way from a molecular level up to the grand scheme of things. Things just slow down mm -hmm. when it's cold. Um, things slow down when it gets snowy. Um, I, I encourage customers to be understanding. Uh, drivers take safety very serious. So going into the month of January, if you're hearing about a snowstorm, if you hear about drivers not wanting to move because conditions are unsafe, take them at their word. It's the one time that I'll, you know, normally I would encourage you poke, prod, ask questions. And, and you should still to a degree, but if a driver is saying himself like, hey, because it, it's, it's to the driver's benefit to get yeah. the product to you. Because the sooner he gets unloaded, he or she gets unloaded, they're back on the road getting another load, getting another paycheck. So it really is in their best interest to get this freight to you as soon as they can. If, if a driver is parked telling you it is chaos outside or it's just not safe, maybe trust him on it. Because we're, we're dealing with that a little bit in that we have drivers parking and we have customers, some customers are in the south and they're like, well, how, how dangerous is it? You know, if there's yeah. cars on the road, can, can the trucks not move? And, and thankfully, we're not dealing with people who are being overly rude about it. But it, it is very much, you have to take in the, the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, you and I were just talking about this, you know, if a car spins out on a highway during a snowstorm, you wind up in the ditch. And it's happened to me twice. It's pretty much anybody who's lived in the Midwest for a number of years, you've wound up in a ditch at some point, whether it was your fault or not. Winter conditions, just sometimes it makes it difficult. And the worst thing that happens is you slide into a ditch or you rear end somebody. It can get dangerous for cars, but for the most part, it's pretty harmless. You slide off the edge of the road and whoops, now I got to wait for a tow, tow truck. truck. Yeah. Exactly. If an 18-wheeler, a fully loaded semi-truck and trailer loses control, that's 80,000 pounds of steel and product that is now out of control. And they don't just hit ditches. They hit ditches and then they roll, they tip over. The driver safety is inc is very much more at risk than a standard. You know, if, I, if my Fusion hits the ditch, it's a big explosion of snow and I'm angry. That's about <laughs> it, you know? If a truck hits a ditch, it, they're going to roll over. Yeah. 99% of the time, that truck is going to tip over, it's going to roll over, or a worst case scenario, if the roads are icy, or the roads are slick, or they're slushy, and they're mucky because of all the snow that's falling, and he loses control of that truck, and it stays on the road, God forbid, you're talking about other people being collateral now. We're talking about other cars being in front of this 80,000 pound vehicle mm -hmm. that has now lost control. And it, we're talking about other people's safety. This goes way beyond the driver. This goes about other drivers just going about their day. 
trying to get to work, trying to get from work. You know, if daycare closes, you got to take them, the kids over to grandma's and they're on the road now. And that's who we've got to think about. Yeah. It's not pleasant. It's not ideal. And it's you may experience delays to your shipper or your product that is inbound to you may be delayed. We just ask for a little bit of understanding during these kinds of months, especially during this kind of weather. It's not unprecedented. You know, uh, a lot of things we hear is, well, they're professional drive. One thing I've heard personally is, well, they're professional drivers. They get paid to deal with this. And to a degree, yes. If it's snowing outside, yes. If it's just, you know, flurries, yeah, you got to drive through it. Mm -hmm. If it's raining really hard, yeah, you know, typically guys will try and push through that. But there's some things where it's just, there's, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And that's just the name of the game when it comes to logistics. Um, and that's something that I that you're going to experience. Somebody somewhere in this country is going to experience it in coming in January. Um, it's going to be a wet winter. It's going to be a snowy winter for most of the country. We're experiencing it here right now. So anticipate continuing to experience it through January. That's the one big thing that I wanted to get out of the way and get in front of first things first. Because like I said, it's fresh on my mind. It's happening right now in St. Cloud. Everybody who got to work this morning, that was the topic of conversation for the first 30 minutes as soon as everybody got into the office. I can't believe the road's out there. It's the same thing right. from Midwestern folks every year. The second we walk into the office, everybody, well, how's the drive-in? And everybody's got the same answer. So, <laughs> um, Breaking it down, though, into what our conversation is typically about, uh, moving into the equipment types and what we can expect to see for market demand and freight moving through the month of January. So... Uh, it, it's, it's more or less going to stay relatively the same with a couple of small shifts here and there. So we were talking about in December that the Pacific Northwest was going to be a pretty hot market for dry vans mm -hmm. because you're moving Christmas trees. Christmas is not in January. So <laughs> <laughs> people have Christmases in January, but, uh, typically the tree is already been bought and put up by that time. And if you haven't, you might as well keep it stored until next year. Yeah. You missed your window. So, uh, that market's going to dry up. Because the Christmas trees aren't going to be moving. There's still going to be freight in the Pac Northwest, but not as much of a demand. So if you're a shipper out of the Pac Northwest, expect to see rates come down a little bit uh, from a dry van perspective. The flatbed market remains pretty unchanged. It's going to be pretty steady. Now, the one thing that we will see starting in the new year is uh, there's a lot of buy seasons that happen in January and February because of uh, for product that doesn't typically move during this time frame. You're going to see that move, or you're going to see that be purchased by uh, by distributors and retailers uh, because it is the slower season. So they're going to restock up, and you're going to see a lot of it move out. A prime example of this is we have a building products manufacturer that we work with, and uh, the summertime is always really hot because people are building. But strangely enough, we have a really hot January and February with them typically as well because that buy season kicks in. So what that means is. These uh, these local shops that are stocking this product or the distributors that are stocking this product are going to place orders and they're going to want to get this into their shops to get ready for the spring and summer. So you'll see, the, see a fair amount of that move yeah. because of the buy season, because a lot of it's getting sent out to these distributors and, uh, and the, the local shops. So and I, tr I assume it's not exclusive to building materials yeah. with this manufacturer that we work with. So there are markets that if, uh, if you have a buy season, um, capacity could tighten up a little bit, uh, depending on where you're located, where it's going, what have you. And that applies to both uh, equipment types. More so on the open deck side, I noticed that the buy season does tend to stick to 
not just building materials, but typically freight that you're going to put on a uh, open deck trailer. Yeah. Uh, it's not exclusive. There will be uh, buy seasons for dry vans, but typically with the open deck side of things. Uh, so what that means is uh, just be aware of it. It shouldn't affect capacity that much, but there will be an impact. Um, if you're a flatbed shipper out of the south and you're sending drivers north, understand you're going to get some pushback. And the capacity might not be as readily available heading north, especially if your product is tarped. Because nobody wants to get out of a truck and untarp a load when it's minus 15 in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, especially if that driver lives in Atlanta, Georgia. So keep that in mind. Um, it's the same reason people don't like going to Phoenix in the summer. You know, it's, it's, it's 115 degrees there. It's just not pleasant. It's, it's damaging to the truck. The same thing happens with ex, uh, extreme cold. It's not good for the vehicle. The driver doesn't want to get out there and do that. I don't want to get out there and do that. I live here. I hate shoveling snow. I hate going outside when it's minus 10 degrees. I could not imagine if I had to handle all these heavy tarps, especially if it's windy. And these are just factors to keep in mind when you're moving your product. You know, if your rate seems a little bit higher and you're wondering why, that could be a reason why. From experience, I haven't had issues getting drivers to take freight going north. I've always had to just pay them more is typically what happens. Now, you do get pushback. There are drivers who are just like, no, man, I'm not going. Like, I'm not going to the Dakotas. I'm not going to Minnesota. I'm not going to Wyoming, Montana, what have you, I'm, because it's minus 10 out there. I'm not doing it. Some guys are like, I'll do it, but you need me to get out and untarp this thing. Uh, and normally, that's 50 bucks. Well, I want 150 bucks because this sucks. <laughs> and you can just kind of sympathize with them. It's going to pass. We'll get back to normal. Um, once we get through January is typically, if memory serves me correct, maybe you can back me up on this living here, my memory, and I have no numbers to back this up on. I am pulling this based off of what I've experienced since I was a kid. If memory serves me correct, February and January are typically the months where it's the, we get those really brutal cold snaps, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. So you're going to experience that kind of pushback through January and February. Because that's when it's typically the the minus 30s, the wind chills down into the negative 50s. It's not pleasant for anybody. So that's when you'll see that kind of pushback. Another reason costs go up like that is because if drivers want to keep the trucks run, uh, like prevent them from seizing in the cold, they stay running overnight. Right. So you're going to be burning, burning fuel all through the night, even when you're parked at a truck stop, because you can't afford to shut the truck off because it won't start again. So keep that in mind when you're moving freight up north. Um, the markets, like I said, remain pretty much unchanged. Packner West slows down for Christmas trees. Southeast is still really slow. Uh, just not a whole lot of product down there to move. Yeah. Um, if you are moving out of the Southeast, you can expect some pretty low rates. If you're sending a driver into the Southeast, you can expect to pay for it because he's going to have a hard time finding freight out. Texas and Louisiana are still really good capacities from what we're seeing right now. We expect that to carry into January. Um, the first week out of January, expect a little bit of um, a little bit of a crunch in capacity. So 2021 was really good to drivers up until these past couple months. You could make a lot of a lot of lot of money as a truck driver, mm -hmm. and a lot of drivers did just that. Made a lot of money as a truck driver this year. So when guys go home for Christmas, they may not start back up again until a couple days after New Year's because they can afford to. Um, so they're, they're, the first week after January, just be mindful. You might encounter a capacity crunch because it's going to be harder to get guys out of the house because they've made so much money this year, because they've done so well, because rates went so crazy through the summer months. Um, 
expect a little bit of a crunch there. I I don't know how intense that would be. My gut says not super bad, but we won't really know until we get there. Yeah. So uh, the best thing you can do to prepare is just be in communication with your providers, your brokers, and your carriers, and just stay in communication. That's the best thing you can do is just open lines of communication. Uh, don't keep secrets from each other, and that goes to, to the carriers and brokers who happen to listen to this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, be upfront with your customers. If you're encountering issues because of what we're talking about, be upfront with it. Uh, everybody's going to experience it, some more than others. It depends on the strength of your network. But it's uh, it's something that we're all going to have to go through. Right. Is there anything unique about uh, starting a new year? I know that every month, right, di- different things change. But what's, what's unique about starting a brand new year? Are, are companies, are there logistics or supply chain departments, are they making decisions at, that, at this point in the year, generally speaking, that they wouldn't be at other months? That's going to vary from customer to customer and shipper to you know shipper to shipper carrier to carrier this is all gonna change sure so um i will say that um most people operate off of the fiscal year which ends in october so that's where you see more of the we got to get this freight out the door right now it absolutely must go um you see that kind of crunch you don't see it as much in january some some customers might, and if you do have that kind of crunch in January, again, it's just a capacity thing. How many trucks are you trying to get out of a certain area in a certain amount of time? Typically, you don't see a whole lot of RFQs in the beginning of the year. Again, those those tend to happen in October, November, December yeah. to establish themselves for the new year. Sure. Some customers might. I don't think there's really a bad time to necessarily do an RFQ. Um as I've said before, I, I always recommend to customers do quarterly RFQs. It's going to get you the best rates, the most accurate, live, realistic rates. It's going to keep your tender acceptance high, mm-hmm. uh, keep those rejection rates low. It's, it's just going to be the most reliable option to you uh, because the market shifts so drastically for certain areas during the year. Uh, Florida is a prime example. During produce season, it is very, very easy to get drivers into Florida yeah. because there's a lot of freight coming out. When it's not produce season, it is very, very expensive to get drivers into Florida because there's not a lot of freight coming out. So um, put yourself in a position to where you can account for these price increases and drops yeah. uh, so you can save yourself money. Um, because carriers, if they know that they have a lane going into Florida, they're going to price it so that they don't lose money for the year. So you're going to be paying a pretty high rate for the year. Whereas if you do a quarterly bid, when it's cheap to get down there for produce season, you you get a cheap rate every time. Right. So, but as far as like uh, things that happen in the new year, it's more so leaning on the fiscal year is when right. you got to worry about it. January shouldn't be too much of a shakeup from that standpoint. Yeah. Touching back on the, the impact of winter weather, the icy roads, the mm-hmm. blizzard conditions, the high winds, the heavy snow, um, and how we're experiencing right now, what we're experiencing right now is probably a perfect case study in that. Yeah. Um, what as a legit what like what as a shipper can I control or what should I expect to control going forward January February March when I'm yeah. shipping around or to and from the uh, northern states part of the United States? What you can control is your awareness of yeah. what's happening with those deliveries. So if you're a shipper and you know, uh, you know I, I have a you know you're going to have product going to call it let's just say Minneapolis. You've got product that's going to be going to Minneapolis or St. Paul, and it's not going to be ready for another 10 days, say. And you look at the forecast, 
and you see that there's going to be a massive snowstorm in, you know, seven days or something like that, you can do one of two things. You can push to get that product ready early and get a driver in there early yeah. so that he has time to get out before the storm hits, or you can wait, push that product back. Like, hey, I know it's going to be ready in 10 days, but we might not ship it for 14 Yeah, because of this. You'll just alleviate so much stress. And being in communication with your receivers and getting realistic answers, really holding people's feet to the fire. Hey, I know you said you, air quotes, needed this, but let's say for a second that it didn't get to you until this day. How does that affect you? Yeah. And getting a realistic response like, oh, well, we had a guy who was waiting on it. Um, he might be a little bit upset, but we can we can push it off. Okay, good. Or, hey, no joke, it's going to shut my line down. And I'm going to lose $100,000 a day every day that it's not here. Okay, well, that's a bit more serious. So now we got to find a way to get through that. That's really the best thing you can do to prepare as a shipper is just, like I said, be in communication. And your carriers, if they're good carriers, they're going to bring this to your attention. We send weather reports out to our customers all the time saying, hey, if you have anything going to this location or this portion of the country in the next couple days, be advised this is what's happening. Um, but take it upon yourself to to stay informed as well because that, that's information that you have. You don't have to trust somebody else. You can take a look at it for yourself. Yeah. That's really going to be the best thing you can do is your awareness. Um, adjusting shipments where you can, pushing loads where you can, and moving them early where you can around these storms as they come through. Really going to be the best thing. Uh, that's, that's, that's the best you can do. I wish there was more to it, but I mean the weather is the one thing where it's just like – it doesn't really matter what you what you do. Right. The weather is the weather. Whereas, like, if it's capacity crunches, money always talks. If it's a product that nobody really wants to move, money always talks. Time always talks. Um, ease of loading, ease of unloading. These are all things that can help secure yep. drivers, secure capacity. Whereas a snowstorm, it's just, I mean, it, it, it gets to a point. Weather can get so bad where it gets to a point where you might as well build a brick wall around the city your driver's trying to deliver to. And then ask yourself, how do I put a truck through that brick wall? And, you know, the answer is you, you don't. You can't without severe risk of damage to your product. Yeah. So I, I would treat it like that. Cool. Anything else about January? That's, that's, that's the gist of it. Uh, I know there's it's no, a bit of... It doesn't seem to me, at, at least based on my knowledge, that there's any peak seasons happening in January, really. N- not, not to my knowledge. Like I said, you're going to have buy seasons kicking in. Yeah. That's, that's going to be the biggest thing to, to pay attention to. And that's, that's, like I said, from my experience personally, it's more from your building products manufacturer. So shingles, siding, decking, um, windows, doors, anything that's going to be big in the summertime is going to move right now to distributors and then it's going to slow down again yeah. until it warms up. So keep that in mind. Uh, January is really just a big continuation of December sure. minus the holidays. Uh, when we talked last about the month of December, we put a lot of emphasis on holiday travel. You don't have to worry about that in January. The The biggest thing that you have to worry about in regards to holidays in January is that slow stream of drivers getting back into the truck after New Year's this year is something that I would pay attention to and account for. Outside of that, it's it's going to be business as usual compared to what it was or in similar to what the first couple of weeks of December was. Um, when we switch, when we have this conversation again in February, it'll probably be more of the same. I'm going to, I'm going to poke the operations managers and get their, get their thoughts on, uh, on February as well. But, uh, this little three month stretch here outside of holidays, it's, it's kind of the same song and dance. Yeah. You know, December, January, and February are typically the slowest months in the transportation industry. So, that's typically what you can expect. And then 
March, we start talking about produce seasons. April, everything starts to warm up. The country starts to unthaw in every corner. So we start talking about moving everything, and then we start talking about uh, the hot months in summer. So Sweet. The the cycle of freight tends to move in quarters. So I apologize if, if there's a couple of these podcasts that we have where it's just, you know, well, that sounds like a lot what he said about December. Well, I mean, it's because it's, it's relevant. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Awesome. Well, looking forward to future conversations with you. And thanks for coming this month. Yeah, absolutely. I love doing this. So looking forward to the next one. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. You've been listening to Beyond the Road, the transportation industry podcast produced by Anderson Trucking Service. If you liked what you heard here today, make sure to follow along wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss our next episode, which we publish multiple times per month. For more information in the trucking industry during January, including what changes in the dry van, reefer, overdimensional, and open deck transportation markets, I invite you to check out the link in the show notes below, which will take you to an article where we cover these topics. Also, we have a couple of articles that talk about winter weather's impact on the transportation industry and how you can avoid delays in your supply chain this winter, which I have linked below give those a look and if you have any questions please don't hesitate to reach out to us here at ATS. Finally for more transportation industry related content and information head over to the ATS Inc. Learning Hub at atsinc.com learning hyphen hub. I've also linked that below. On the Learning Hub you will find a comprehensive library of answers to transportation's most common questions in the form of articles, videos, case studies, podcasts like this one, downloadable tools, and more all created to help you become the supplier that always delivers for its customers. For all of us here at Beyond the Road, thanks for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed this, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon on another episode of Beyond the Road, the transportation industry podcast.